Kia ora, no mai ki te whare. welcome to The House, I'm Johnny Blades. From this week, all public hearings of select committees are being live-streamed to Parliament's own website instead of on Facebook. Each select committee already has its own page on Parliament's website with information on membership and schedules, among other things, but now it will also feature the latest live-streamed video of public hearings. It's a small breakthrough in the bid to make Parliament more accessible to the public. Here's Parliament's digital lead, Winnie Natty, to explain more. So what we really wanted to do was try to combine all of the video content in one place, so that's select committees and um, the House. That just makes it easier for people to be able to see everything in one go, and it's also a lot better for people to be able to use um, our actual website instead of a social media channel to see what select committees are up to. And, and was this move kind of prompted in any way by some of the, the submissions to the Standing Orders Review? You know, like, for instance, the I think it was the Civil Liberties body, you know, said we really need to move this stuff off Facebook. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily just the submissions, um, such as the one you just mentioned. But in general, we do agree that we do need to, to move away from some of the social media channels when we're doing live streaming. Just um, in general, some of the live streaming didn't work very well because it was on another platform. And that was really important for us to kind of get rid of as many live streaming issues as possible. But there were, there were obvious obvious kind of issues with, with Facebook. I mean, both, I guess, functionality and the fact not everyone's comfortable with using Facebook. Um, a few years ago, Facebook was the right platform to use because of how many people were using it. We're slowly starting to see people using other social media channels. So instead of us swapping to another one, it's a lot better to just kind of have it on our website and hold it in our space. Yeah. You know, what kind of features will we see? So some of the features in the beginning will be quite basic as we test out the live streaming and make sure it works. As we move in the next few months, we'll have some uh, filtering and searchable uh, content, and it'll be a lot more, a lot more similar to what you can do with the house sitting stuff on our on-demand platform. Will hearings be chunked up into, for instance, the particular submitter? You could you could search for them and go straight to that particular bit of video. We haven't gone that far just yet. It won't be cut up just yet, but what we will do is um, we'll see how much metadata we can actually get out of these videos. And what that means is if there are members in it, if it's a certain committee, you'll be able to search by that. But that's a few months away. So people wanting to watch live, they go to Parliament's website and it's under... It's under the different select committee pages. For the time being, you'll still be able to see the content on Facebook, the previous content. And once we migrate all that data into our website, you'll be able to see the old content and the new content in the same place. It is a journey. It is a journey. Will it be under the watch section? Because I notice it's not today, but early days. Yes, it will be. That is the future plan. Were there any other parliaments who you looked at as as a model? I mean, I know the the Welsh one was cited in some of the... um, submissions to the Standing Orders Review. We have had a lot of conversations with um, Scotland, with Wales, um, late at night, just talking about how they use their video. And we've noticed that we we have more features in some things and less in other things. So we're just going to um, continue to talk to them so that we can grab all of the good features and make sure New Zealand does have that. So like in the Welsh example, you could search up the submitter and things are time-stamped and so forth, and you can get to that particular segment pretty quickly. This is something we could expect soon? Soon is um, a couple of months, maybe several months, but um, that is something that we are aiming towards. We want to make it as accessible as, as accessible as possible for people and as enjoyable for people to search for things and to be able to filter and really understand what's happening.
Um, if there's anything that doesn't seem right or something that could be better, we're always open to hear um, ideas and we're always going to work as hard as possible to make sure that tech really does work um, for Parliament. I mean, this is all part of the overall aim to make Parliament more accessible. That is exactly right. How is that going in general in, in the digital realm that you work in? Yeah, really good, thanks. Um, so we are concentrating on the website a lot. We know... Um, I think this fact is right, but one in four New Zealanders has a disability, so we find it really, really important that we need to start concentrating on the website and making sure it's accessible in all the different ways. It is a lot of work, um, and it will take time, but it is a priority. Select committees do much of the work in terms of applying scrutiny to government actions, and so the ability of the public to see and hear the work of select committees and engage with their representatives in the committees is all important. I spoke to Clark assistant James Picker to get his take on the change in how select committees are being live-streamed from the point of view of the team that facilitates all the committee's activities. Often what we've experienced is that members of the public are interested in issues. They're not necessarily interested in the activity of a particular select committee. Committees tend to have lots of different issues in front of them across the portfolios that are set for them in the standing orders. So on one day you might be interested in something that happens to be in front of finance and expenditure. On another day you might be interested in an issue that's in front of the environment committee. As a member of the public, you might not necessarily know that or really should you have to know that in order to view the material that you're interested in um, so our ability to say to members of the public to communicate and support their engagement with parliament by saying look all the information that you need the videos for hearings of evidence that maybe occurred whilst you were at work or at school are on our website just go straight to the website, you can see it all, and members of the public will be able to traverse all the work across all the committees rather than just engaging with the one that they particularly know is dealing with something they care about. What was the problem with it being on Facebook? Um, it being on social media meant that obviously you have to engage with, with social media and maybe there is a, a, an element of the citizenry that doesn't want to engage with social media. Um, likewise, um, each of the committees had their own social media page, so you had to know to an extent what it was the committee was doing and where to go to find it. The natural place that people go to for information about Parliament is our website, um, and putting the select committees on there will just open up um, the the visibility of what committees are doing in hearings of evidence and what they're examining to a broader audience. So just to be sure, not just the live stream, but the actual face, uh, the actual select committee's homepage, it's all migrating to the Parliament website network. Yeah, the, so each of the committees currently have their own Facebook page. Um, those will be, um, the committees will, will, will stop using individual pages. There will be a select committee's Facebook page, the Parliament Facebook page. Um, so material about what committees are doing will go onto that central location so that there's sort of, again sort of a one-stop shop if you like if you want to know what committees are doing when they're doing it where they'll be what business they've been referred by the house and if you want to watch them um, for hearings of evidence and their live streams that's where you can go the search function across the website will support you to be able to find if you're interested in a particular subject then you'll be able to find the legislation that relates to it um, you'll be able to find the Hansard for the first second reading debate maybe the um, online video for those debates the content from select committees the evidence that they've heard in written form and obviously also the videos um, you, the, the, web, the website will be able to support you to find all the material that's related to that particular issue. I mean I, I think originally the move to have uh, the select committees live streamed on, on social media was, was uh, described as a cost 
related yeah. thing. Does that mean now that there are there are the funds to uh, to, to host uh, on Parliament? That's a really good question. So yes, um, we are always careful and prudent about how we use the funding that the office is given. Um, it's obviously taxpayer funds, so we, we use it wisely, we use it carefully. Um, and we're looking for ways that we can innovate and provide mechanisms for people to engage with Parliament or to view the activities of the House and Select Committees um, in a way that suits them. Obviously, a lot of people work uh, or, at, or at school or college or university whilst um, the House is sitting and committees are doing their work. So m making it available to them in an on-demand way. Um, but this is just uh, an iteration as uh, how the how the technology has um, iterated over time and in investments made by the office in updating that technology and doing the best things that we can in terms of um, providing the best mechanisms for people to engage. Are we any closer to there being hand for select committee hearings? The, each of the committees for hearings of evidence do get transcripts if that's something that they want. Those transcripts are prepared by Hansard and they are published on the Parliament website. So for hearings of evidence, um, yeah, you can access a Hansard transcript if the committee requests one. We release them when they uh, are available to us. Now, video content of previous public hearings of select committees will all eventually end up on a Vimeo page for each committee, including the older ones that up until this week were hosted on Facebook. A move away from the use of the social media platform for hosting select committee live streams was something recommended during Parliament's regular standing orders review last term. It was part of the submission by Andrew Eccleston, the Deputy Chair of the New Zealand Council for Civil Liberties, who says the Council has been concerned about Parliament and Government's use of Facebook for some time. Because there's been multiple reports of how people's how Facebook collects personal data, how it uses that personal data, and importantly, how other people get access to that data in ways that are not just about advertising a new pair of shoes to you, but also used for political marketing. It uh, is a platform that many people choose to avoid, and yet if you wanted to watch a video of a previous select committee hearing, you had to go through to the Facebook site, which of course is immediately placing cookies on your computer in order to try and track you, but is also begging you to sign up and create an account if you don't already have one. And if you do already have one, then, of course, it's logging the fact that you're looking at a particular video of a select committee session and filing that away for future references to how to sell you to advertisers or sell adverts to you. It's very good that they've shifted off using Facebook for their platform. They're now using a platform called Vimeo instead, which is... Uh, that's what's used for the debates in the chamber, Parliament on demand, kind of time, so that's, forth. That's right, and, I, and, and that's a good move. People don't know Vimeo; it's a little like YouTube, but it's not bound up with so much advertising. It's very much a, a video platform where the publisher pays to publish their videos on there, and therefore uh, there's less incentive for the company to make money off advertising or marketing and selling and selling you to advertisers. And we've just had two days of a few select committee public hearings to be able to monitor. It's, it's a work in progress at this point, isn't it? Yes. You can see that it's likely that there's more improvements in the pipeline. Um, but, for example, uh, what, and, and a lot of videos have already been reproduced on the Vimeo platform, but it's not really searchable. Um, neither on the Parliament website nor on the Vimeo platform. I mean, there are search buttons on the Vimeo platform, but 
there isn't the relevant data there to say these are the witnesses that are recorded in this session, for example. There, are, there isn't the ability to search for when did somebody make an oral submission. And the Parliament website as a whole needs a significant overhaul to make it much more user-friendly so that if you're interested in a particular bill, for example, you can find all the documents relating to a bill on a single page. The videos for the debates in the House are already there, but... The, it's at the moment uh, we don't see the videos for the select committee hearings, and I think that's likely to be on their roadmap in future. But because the roadmap that Parliament has for improving these services isn't published, it's very difficult to have any confidence as to where it's going or to know how to provide input and feedback on how it could be improved. In general, how do you feel the New Zealand Parliament's uh, accessibility around select committees is? Um, I think it's pretty poor, to be honest, uh, compared to many parliaments around the world. Um, When the New Zealand Council for Civil Liberties made a submission to the Standing Orders Review at the end of 2022, we strongly recommended to MPs and obviously the Office of the Clerk to have a look at the website for the Welsh Assembly uh, over in the UK because the Welsh Assembly not only uh, publishes uh, in a very well-organised manner the agenda and the papers for each select committee meeting, but they also, with the video platform, break it up break it up into chunks for individual submitters, individual witnesses in front of the committee, and it's linked to a comprehensive Hansard record for each committee hearing, uh, which in Wales is produced bilingually. And we made the point when we made our submission that it was the 50th anniversary of, of the Maori language uh, bill, and now is a good time for Parliament to start making sure that not only were select committee sessions properly recorded in Hansard, but also that there was bilingual Hansard and better access, better linking across from the Hansard to the video and vice versa. That was Andrew Eccleston, the Deputy Chair of the New Zealand Council for Civil Liberties. Earlier we heard from Winnie Natty, the Digital Lead at Parliament, and James Picker, Clerk Assistant. You've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Kia pai tōra.